0: Action, the Action Movie Podcast, where we're talking all things action movies. The good, bad, and underrated. My name is Santi, and with me as always is my co-host, Grayson. Hello. Hello. How are you?
1: I'm good. How you doing?
0: I'm good. It's the new year. It is a
1: new year. January 1st, baby. Baby.
0: Um, I'm hydrated.
1: I'm also hydrated. That's
0: good. We're both going to have to piss. <laughs> <laughs> Together. Uh, we released, last week, we released Braven. Or two weeks ago, we released Braven, our yep. Braven episode. Yep. Um, pretty well received. It's Excellent. Getting good numbers, which is good. Excellent. Uh, and then last week, we released uh, our Yellow Belt Fury episode. Yeah. Mini Sode. Um, and I just wanted to bring up and say thank you to uh, Catherine Hughes, the director, because she retweeted our tweet. Oh. Yeah. Excellent. And then she also commented on. Uh, our Instagram post and said, thank you for checking it out. So
1: right on. Shout out. Thanks, Catherine. Yeah. That was, was great. That was
0: very nice of you. It
1: was excellent film.
0: It was very good. If uh, you're listening. Yeah.
1: Enjoyed it immensely. Um, and if you haven't seen it already, just go turn this off, turn this off, go watch it and then come back.
0: Yes. I think we said that about 12 times. Last <laughs> <Yeah>. week. Well, <laughs> um, but, uh, speaking of, um, things that are, uh, 12 times, um, what?
1: <laughs> I have no idea where this is I don't is going. know. <laughs>
0: if, if you could rate and review us, uh, 12 stars. Do it. Do you think that they should?
1: Absolutely. Okay. And if they can go for a 13th, hey. Heck yeah. Do it.
0: Well, what would you say that the listeners should do if we only have, uh, five stars that they could rate? Only
1: five stars? Yes. Well, I think... And I'm no expert here, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think generally it should be five stars. Okay. Um, Although you know it's up for interpretation, but I think that's generally the average that people go for is five. So
0: okay. Well, you you heard it here first. Yeah. And if you don't uh, review us five stars, I'm gonna um, kill you as you're released from prison and. make my nuts disappear.
1: (laughs) Nice segue. Oh, speaking (laughs) of... uh,
0: So we watched a movie this week.
1: Oh, boy, we sure did. We
0: watched... um, Well, okay, so before we even get into it, I have to be clear. We watched a movie called Clan of the White Lotus. Yeah. If you're in the UK, if you're in some other places, it might be called Fists of the White Lotus. If you're in china um it is called hong wending san po by lian zhao excellent okay there so you go now that we're at, that's out of the way <laughs>
1: yeah now that we got the pronunciation spot on
0: um so uh, well i'm just gonna call it clan of the white lotus because that's yeah. that's what it is on amazon prime where i that's where i watched it where did you watch it YouTube, you oh, really? You found yeah. it on
1: YouTube? Yeah, you can oh. rent it for a dollar 99.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, okay, I thought you found like a free version. No, there are a lot, a lot of these like old kung fu movies you can actually find on YouTube for oh, yeah. like free, yeah. Um, because for reasons we'll talk about, like a lot of them are just like abandoned, so <laughs> yeah. you can just like find them, but yeah. So, we watched, we watched Clan of the White Lotus, which is a 1980 martial arts action film, it's directed by and also starring. Uh, Lo, Lo Lai um, who I believe or his his real name would be pronounced Wong Lap Tat mm. um, Fight Choreography is by Lao Kar and it co-stars Gordon Leo uh, Kara H-Hu, Hui, Phi Wong Lam and Johnny Wang Nice um, None of those names mean anything to you but <laughs> nope. I, I'll point them out as they come up All right. Um, it's like I said it's also known as Fists of the White Lotus Um <laughs> different parts of the world it may have been renamed other things um once we start talking about the plot if you have no idea what we're talking about you'll figure it out yeah um this movie is technically part of a trilogy Hmm. um you wouldn't really know that because it doesn't stick to any kind of continuity no um it's technically the third in a trilogy again which you wouldn't because like characters die and come back and like there's no explanation for any of it so it it doesn't really matter but (laughs) Just to be technical, the the first movie in the trilogy is Executioners from Shaolin, which Mm. is a movie we were going to watch, and we did not, for reasons I'll talk about. And then the second is a movie called Abbot of Shaolin, Mm. also called Slice of Death, um, in other places, and then it's this movie. But um, this one's kind of a remake of the first one, kind of a sequel. Um, It also changes stuff from the first movie. And it's it's very confusing, but anyway, no. Um, there's no critical score on Rotten Tomatoes. I looked; it's just <laughs> it's just not rated. And yeah, but the audience score is 85. percent So, wow, very well received. Which is yeah, uh, that's
1: surprising. It
0: is a little surprising, but um, before we get into the plot and the themes and everything like that, uh, what, what did you think of it?
1: Uh whoa uh it was it was a movie i it that's yeah it (laughs) it it was i i was telling santi before we started recording i i forgot to watch it because normally i watch these movies the day before we record Mm -hmm. uh well and seeing as last night was uh, new year's eve yes uh, i was up till probably 1150 playing wow with my parents shout out parents Wonderful. Um, and so i totally forgot to watch it so i watched it early this morning um, and it was disorienting to <laughs> say the least <laughs> um, i had a i had a good time i, I want to emphasize that i had a good time i just didn't know what to expect and it wasn't that
0: so i want to be i want to be honest <laughs> We So we normally before we watch a movie, we like have a little discussion about like, oh, these are what I'm thinking. And yeah, I kind of like give you some choices about like what to pick. Yeah. And I was like, originally we were going to watch Executors from Shaolin, which is the first in the trilogy. And I sold it to you as there's uh, the villain has the ability to move his weak spot. And so whenever anyone tries to punch him in the nuts, he can like move his like nuts and that was kind of enough to sell you, but yeah. what what I wasn't clear about is that like there's a lot in these movies that is like if you're not a fan of like the kung fu genre, it can be very confusing and disorienting and like Yeah. I think if you're like like me, like I I have I have dove deep into this rabbit hole. So like oh, yeah. I know a lot about like kind of the tropes of these movies and like where the plots tend to go and that sort of thing. But I was kind of curious, like, to just kind of throw you in the deep end and just see what you could make of it. Um, Because as far as, like, Kung Fu goes, I think the most you've seen is, like, Enter the Dragon and, like, Yip Man and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: and, like, (laughs) before that... And I wouldn't even call this a kung fu movie. It was like Shanghai Noon, <laughs> uh, and it's, yeah, yeah, and like The Matrix, maybe.
0: Yeah, those. I mean, those are in that realm, but yeah. like this is like a whole other. This animal. was
1: like yeah, yeah, yeah. It okay. was. Uh,
0: so we'll we'll talk about it, but yeah, yeah. This is. I, I was. I'm. I'm not surprised that you've had that reaction because mm-hmm. I think like. For me, like if this had been like my first like proper nineteen, you know, eighty nineteen eighty nineteen seventies like kung fu movie, I would have just like quit. Like,
1: (laughs) yeah, no, that's understandable because it's
0: very like the plot is confusing. Yeah, the dubbing is like horrific. It's like it's, but it, but for me, like as someone who is like a big fan of this stuff, it all is just like it's like Christmas morning. It's like you know, yeah, but. um, So we'll get into it before. So before we talk about the movie, if if you don't mind,
1: go for it. Um,
0: I'm gonna like info dump on you for just a second. Let's do it. Um, because I feel like some context might be good. Oh, I would so, love some
1: context actually. <laughs>
0: um, so this movie, it is it's it's 1980. So the the kung fu craze at this point has has started to wane a little mm-hmm. bit. So um, for you, and then for the people listening who aren't familiar with the genre too much. Um kung fu movies have been being made in Hong Kong for a really long time, pretty much as long as cinema has existed. Hmm. Um, but the kung fu craze, as we think about it, kind of started in 1973. Hmm. Um and that is mostly because that's the year that Enter the Dragon came out. Um it's the same year that Bruce Lee died. So um Coincidence? The, the coincidence <laughs> co- 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 Dink. <laughs> <laughs> um and it's kind of like that is kind of like the apex of like everything we think of as being like the Kung Fu movement. Mm -hmm. But, um, it's a craze that kind of went on for at least a decade. It went on a little bit further. If you count things like the Hong Kong action films from like the eighties and the nineties, um, obviously, you know, we still make martial arts movies. We still watch them, but they've kind of become part of a bigger, like action movie Mm -hmm. genre. But at this point, like, especially when like Enter the Dragon came out and Five Fingers of Death and um, sort of like the the more campy, like Mm -hmm. uber-violent, like super nutso kung fu movies, that is kind of like, it's like this like bygone era now where we don't really see stuff like that anymore. But Mm -hmm. where this movie comes in is sort of the tail end of that movement. So at this point, a lot of the tropes have been established, like a lot of the... Plots have been reused like that sort of thing. So the movies do tend to get a little bit nuttier. Um, they've gotten like really good with choreography and cinematography and kind of churning these things out. And this movie in particular comes from a studio called the Shaw brothers. So the Shaw brothers were kind of the first major uh, martial arts movie studio. Um, at this point, in the 1980s they're kind of going head to head with golden harvest who is like the other big uh, martial arts movie studio who we'll touch on in a future episode but the shaw brothers were kind of known for doing like a basically like a production line way of movie making so they had like actors and directors and producers all on a contract you did a number of movies every year and then that was like how you worked it wasn't like you just like came to them and pitched a movie and whatever it was like you've got, you know, do four movies this year, you know, you've got, and it was way more than four. It was like a movie a month or something like that. But so these movies were really like churned out really Mm. fast. And the Shaw brothers are kind of like, they're kind of like, I don't know how to describe it. Like there's not really an American equivalent. Like they're very like specific, like their movies all look kind of very similar. Mm -hmm. Um, And once you watch a bunch of them, they all kind of start to feel like they like exist in this like universe. Like, um it, it they kind of walk this line between being super like artificial and like fantastical mm-hmm. and anyway so this is a Shaw brothers movie it's directed by lo Lie, who he's the guy who plays white lotus in this movie he's the villain oh okay um he directed a couple of movies i think he did like three or four i haven't seen any of the other movies i've i've looked them up but they're kind of hard to find because he mm-hmm. did them in like taiwan and thailand and a couple other places where it's like they were just kind of like thrown out there and then forgotten about mm-hmm. but it, the fight choreography was done by lao Karlung, who he did he's he did like hundreds of movies but he's kind of one of the two big um directors in hong kong at this period oh i just hit the mic mm-hmm. oh um all that being said uh this has like a a place in martial arts history if only because it's like a pretty shining example of the kinds of movies that were being made at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's just got so much weirdness in it that if you have no idea what's going on, like just doesn't make any sense. But I, I love it because it's like, once you really dive deep into it and you like get used to these kind of things, like for me, this, this kind of movie is like, it's like melatonin. Like it just like, it just, it. I find it so relaxing. Like, so like, fun to just sit down and watch and kind of just <laughs> let it like wash over you mm-hmm. um yeah i just interesting i i adore i adore these kinds of movies but, no that's fair um you have to have like a taste for them yeah like, especially if you're not used to the shit that goes on in them <laughs> it's just like you're like what the fuck uh, yeah
1: how's um, that director's name spelled Lolie? yeah how's it spelled
0: l-o-l-i-e-h
1: l-i-e-h I think it's low lie. Low lie. Okay, that sounds.
0: Or low lo Lola. lo lay. Low. Something like that. Yeah. I did. I. I. I I'm know. not good at pronouncing things. Uh, yeah, I,
1: and I, Chinese is yeah. hard.
0: <laughs> and the problem too with <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff I have to give context, but I'm I'm gonna yeah. try not to over explain stuff, but
1: no, I I need. Yeah. assistance because this was one of the
0: issues with <clears throat> these movies especially around this time is like a lot of the actors would have like one name that was on screen
2: mm-hmm. and then they'd
0: have another name that was like their actual name but then the problem too with chinese is like the problem with chinese the problem with china no <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's that's not a, a problem it's just no. one of the one of the facets of chinese is that depending on which dialect you're speaking, your name might be pronounced differently Differently, or spelled differently or, um, so it's like, it's kind of sometimes hard to parse out like who is who and who's doing what. But yeah, anyway, this is, I've already been talking for 15 minutes. (laughs) No, you're fine. You're fine. This is
1: all good information for me. And we haven't even gotten
0: into the plot. Yeah. It's
1: piecing things together, which is good.
0: Um, but anyway, so we'll, we'll talk about the movie now. Yeah. The movie opens with, (laughs) sure. Um, (laughs) And the one thing oh, I got to stop doing. This. One of the things I love about like these kinds of kung fu movies is there is no run up. No, no. It's like it's like the in, little intro screen. Yep. It's like, "Oh, this is whatever" and then it's all yeah. <laughs> yep.
1: Yep, and straight in.
0: Yeah, and it's it's these two guys and uh they're fighting an old man. Um Yep. So I I don't have the two characters' names, but um it's the lead lead actor. His name is Gordon Liu. Um, he's very famous uh, martial arts star. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Most people will probably know him from Kill Bill. Um, oh, really? He's in... Yeah, he's in both of them. In the first one, he plays like a Yakuza leader. And in okay. the second one, he actually plays, funnily enough, he plays um, the guy with the, the white what? hair. Oh. Yeah. Because <laughs> nice. he, he's kind of a trope. Like, he comes up a lot in these movies. Mm-hmm. Um but we'll, we'll yeah. get into it further.
1: Fun fact: I've never watched any of the Kill Bills.
0: That's okay. You don't have to. I.
1: That's what I've heard. Although I've also heard they're very good. So they I
0: are know. very good. I think. I this is like a, a little thing that I have like a little 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 little, little crawl that yeah. I have. Um, <laughs> a lot of people list them as like some of the best like martial arts movies of all time, and they're they're good movies. But mm-hmm. I for me like. I always find it kind of like, I don't know how to put it, like de- not degrading. Like it's, it's almost like to me, like if you have like a list, I, I I made a tweet about this earlier in the week, but it was like, whenever, you know, you Google like, Oh, the best martial arts movies of all time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you find a list it, to me, it's always kind of obvious if the person who wrote the list hasn't seen a ton of them, <laughs> if they put like Kill Bill or, kung fu panda or you know something like that on the list because it's like to me it almost feels like whitewashing in a way where it's like oh the best example of a chinese martial arts movie is kill bill written by quentin tarantino (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it's like kill bill is a beautiful homage to this kind of film but Mm. i don't think it's a good example of one Mm, because it's like he kind of just took a bunch of stuff that he liked and kind of mashed it together, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. And it makes for a good movie, but I, right. don't, I don't think it's necessarily the like best The best example of it. But anyway.
1: <clears throat> Fair enough.
0: So the movie opens. Yes. Um, it's It opens with these two guys, and they're they're doing kung fu against this uh, old man <laughs> with long white hair and a long white beard. Yeah. That character, his name is uh, Pai Mei. Um, okay. So he, he is a, a priest. I'm going to give you some historical context. So what we're witnessing at the beginning of the movie is the burning of the Shaolin Temple. Um, This is a thing that comes up a lot in these kinds of movies. Uh Um, This was during a period in China that's like a lot of turmoil between these two different kingdoms that are kind of fighting. Um, And the Shaolin Temple is often put as like the center of this conflict because they would often harbor like rebels and and stuff like that. So... Paimei is very famously like one of the guys who betrayed the Shaolin Temple and he like mm. sold them out to the to the I think it's the Qing Dynasty. Qing oh. or the Qing Dynasty. Qing Den- okay. Um So the Shaolin Temple gets burned down and these two guys are like fighting against Paimei and he's pulling out his his uh, you know, crazy ass <laughs> kung fu. Yeah. Um but they are like dueling him with like their own style, so uh, Gordon Liu's character is doing tiger style kung fu, mm-hmm. and his friend, who I can't remember the actor's name, he's doing like crane style, yeah. and they're like double teaming him, and they're like jumping on each other's shoulders and like yeah. doing whatever. Yeah. Um, and Pai Mei is like fighting him off or whatever, and he does his famous like one of them goes to like grab his nuts, and he's like, <laughs> "There's no nuts." Yeah. Um, and they eventually like kill him. Yeah. And then it like hard cuts mm-hmm. to this court scene. Mm-hmm. And there's all these, like, guys standing around and there's someone reading out, like, an imperial decree. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, like, oh, the prisoners are going to be released from, you know, the the whatever. And this governor's like, god damn it. Like, not these <laughs> damn whatever. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I got to do something about this, right? And then it cuts again. And there's a great transition that I notice where, like, the guy is, like, holding up the decree. Yes. And then it like zooms in on it and then it cuts and it's like a decree on a wall. Yes. It's the same one. Yeah. And we see that Gordon Liu's character is reading it. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, sweet. Like my blood brother is, is. going to be let out, you know. Yeah. Um, and they don't explain why he's not in prison, but his friend is. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, yeah. Um, I, <clears throat> he got pardoned.
0: Yeah, he got pardoned, I guess. <laughs> Somebody um, paid his bail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is one of the things where... They say it's part of a trilogy, but it's like it's, it's really not because yeah,
1: in, I would have never guessed.
0: In Executioners of Shaolin, which is the first one, Pai Mei is killed by one guy who mm. who does crane style and tiger style kung fu together. Okay, as opposed to it being two guys.
1: Two, two, okay, so
0: for some reason in this one, they're just like, eh, that one guy's two guys, um, <laughs> and there's nice. no explanation why, but yeah. it's fine. It's whatever. Um, so he, he's like, oh, my friend's getting released from prison. And we see that um Gordon Liu has like this like bride to be. Um in the movie her name is is Sing Sing. Yes. Um and then his friend also has like a, a bride to be. And she's played by uh Kara Hui. Hui? Kara Hui? Um she's the, the one who's pregnant.
1: Oh gotcha, yeah. Okay. And
0: so she's like his like his blood brother's like yeah. betrothed. Um And she's like, oh, sick. Like, my my husband's getting out of prison. You know, I'm having a baby, whatever.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And they're like, sweet. So they're going to go, like, meet him as he's, like, coming out of prison. Right. Meanwhile, the the governor is like, we got to do something about these, like, prisoners that are getting released. Because, like, we don't want, you know, rebels, like, Mm. coming to overthrow us or whatever. And so he goes to the White Lotus chief, who is the villain of the piece.
1: And he looks exactly like the guy they killed at the He's beginning the
0: exact same actor He's, okay there uh, is there is zero explanation, explanation. yeah okay. as That's to what why I they look exactly the same yeah the real life explanation is that that character is very popular but they didn't want to have like him come back from the dead or whatever so they're just like it's his it's his it's buddy his it's friend <laughs> that
1: yeah but not related not related not related they're not they're twins. just friends
0: yeah um and that's crazy. uh
1: crazy. Yeah,
0: he's played by, by Low Lai who okay. he's he's phenomenal. Oh he's he
1: just, was really good. He's a
0: great villain.
1: He's yeah. like he's
0: <clears throat> cackling and he's like
1: that's the thing that I had the hardest time like mm-hmm. trying to figure out was who's the villain? Because <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. I could, like honest to god from start to finish. I was like, I don't know who's the bad guy in this whole thing. <laughs> did the bad guys win? Did they did they lose? I don't know. Yeah. Um,
0: I love this. You're so but, baffled. <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, but the the historical context helped. Yeah. Because now I'm like, okay, yes. That makes sense. That he's the villain, yeah. And those guys were the <clears throat> the good guys, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's yeah. I've connected the dots. <laughs> and what's
0: funny too is like if I had had you watch Executioners from Shaolin, the version that is available online has like a text that explains what's going on. Ah. so it's like the year is seventeen forty five, and the Qing Dynasty is fighting. You know, like oh it, right, it does like right, that sort right. of okay, thing. Okay, okay, okay. Um. And I just want to talk about this real quick. I'm yeah. just gonna put it out there. I I ended up not having us watch Executioners from Shaolin because there's a section in the middle where there's like a kung fu sex fight, and I I didn't want I didn't want, I didn't want to have to explain it. Like, yeah, there, it's a little bit like sexual assaulty, and I yeah. just like I didn't want to have to like have that discussion. Yeah, and like. Like, accidentally excuse it or something. You're right. So Understandable. I was like, fuck it. We're just going to watch the other one. Yeah. The other reason is, I think this is a better movie. I think this really? is... Yes. This is more easily watchable. The other one is, like, a little bit b- more boring. Like, okay. there's fewer fights in it. It's okay. It's more, like, a lot of training and a lot of... This one has a yeah. lot of training, too. Yeah, it does. But...
1: It, there's a lot more fights which is something I was going to say is like yeah. it's like every there's like it's it goes back and forth there's like a fight and then like talking and yeah. then training and then fight and then talking and then training and then, training and then fighting and it, this
0: movie is like a video game like yes he, yeah i i i don't know how much I what i actually get into the actual plot cuz i think it's more fun to just throw just, it around but yeah
1: um well and also the plot just kind of threw us around anyway it's very
0: convoluted (laughs) yeah the problem a lot with these like old kung fu movies is they presume a lot of knowledge so like they assume if you're watching this you've seen a bunch of other ones you know what's going on like
1: Mm -hmm. you
0: know there's never a point in this movie where they're like this is what the shaolin temple is they're just like the shaolin temple's gone
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and jokes on them i've never seen any of these yeah
0: which again that's why i think it's one of the things that I think that's hard for people to dive into kung fu movies is they're so dense. Like <laughs> there there's so many movies that just have all this history mm-hmm. and like these like like for example like this movie, right? Like yeah. there's a guy doing tiger style kung fu and crane style kung fu and there's another guy who can move his nuts <laughs> like there's
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> they, I I cuz they kept the thing, okay, the the choreography, uh, and this is just because it was the 80s, yeah. was so clearly yeah.
2: like choreography,
1: choreography yeah. right? There was nothing really natural about it. Yeah. And the entire time I was like, wow, this <laughs> is, wow. Do you remember... That episode of Mythbusters where they uh, tried to recreate, like, punching sound effects. Yes, yeah. I could not stop thinking about that. Yeah. Because all I could think about is when, like, like something would, like, swoosh. Or yeah. somebody would get hit. I was like, there's some guy hitting something else, and then they yep. just overlay that audio. Yes. And I was like, man. And, like, it was so clear that nobody was actually getting... Getting hit, and don't even get me started on the blood. I like how their idea of somebody being seriously injured was blood from the eyes and mouth, and that was it.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of like people being hit, and then they're like, "Okay, I love." There's a thing I love in these movies when you watch enough of them is you can tell when someone's about to bleed from the mouth because they have their mouth like. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) For Um, the listeners I just bloated my mouth up like a pufferfish. And then like two seconds later they're like (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's this like super bright red blood that like
1: there who I can't even remember who it was. Oh, it was the the villain. Yeah. When he stabbed the needle through the hands like Jesus Christ. Yeah. I was like, "That has to be red paint." Yeah, that can't it is. Be. It is mm-hmm. okay. I because I lo- I saw it. and I was like, "I have I have been in like set construction for so long that yeah. I just know that that's red paint."
0: It is. Well, you know what? I'm just gonna throw the plot out. we just talk <laughs> yeah, about Yeah, fuck,
1: fuck the plot. Um, one
0: of the things you <laughs> touched on that I was gonna bring up really quick was the sound effects. So, <laughs> yeah, these movies a lot of times are known for their kind of wacky sound effects. Yes. Um, and I, there's a reason. So. I don't want to dive... To, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. The, so the the way a lot of these movies were made was, especially with Shaw Brothers, they shot them silently. So really? So they literally did not record sound. Like, everything was shot completely silently. The guys would be mouthing their lines and they'd do it or whatever.
1: They would be mouthing
0: it? They would talk and whatever, but right. there was nobody recording sound. They just shot picture, right? Wow. The reason they did that was... They knew very early that these movies would work better in foreign languages, like, internationally than they would locally. Oh. So, especially, like, at this point in, like, the 1980s, Kung Fu movies were huge in, like, big cities. So, like, New York, L.A., um, you know, Chicago, like, it was way cheaper to shoot it silently send it off to a company in the UK who I'm not even kidding like they would do like one of these a day like just wow. cocaine fueled like <laughs> and what's funny is when you watch like a ton of them it's uh-huh. always the same like three guys There's, like, one guy who does all the hero voices, one guy who does all the villain, and then there's a girl. And (laughs) And that's it. (laughs) And that's it. And I love when, like, you can tell that they're talking to themselves. Like, Uh one of them's like, hey, how do we get over there? Oh, you just go over there. You know, like. Yeah. um, That's. But but they did that because for two reasons. One, like I said, it was way cheaper. So, like, subtitling took forever because you literally had to put them, like, on the physical print. Because oh, remember, yeah. this oh, is like right. film, That's you know, right. celluloid. Right. So they couldn't just like type it up really quick and send and, it out. It right. was like you had to put it on the film Come grain, on. and at that point, the other reason is because subtitled movies were seen as like an art house thing. So it was like you watched a foreign m- movie at like an art house theater. It was like some French movie oh. or some Italian picture or like a, you know, a weird sex thing. Like <laughs> those were the only movies that were subtitled. Right. So it was easier to just like have the mouth. Along everything. Okay. Everything. You dub it over with English to kind of get the timing right. And then that was it. And that
1: was it. And that's why the dubbing was so. Atrocious. That's why it's so <laughs> atrocious.
0: It's like it was literally done super fast, super cheap. You do it in, like, a day. You send it off to yeah. a U.S. theater. It plays for a week, mm-hmm. and then it's gone.
1: And then it's gone. There were some points during the dubbing w- <laughs> where <clears throat> it seemed like the person that was doing the dubbing <laughs> was distracted. Yes. And, yes. and somebody in the studio was like, hey, it's your line. <laughs> they were oh, shit. Uh, uh, and uh, <clears throat> which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. And yeah, I just. The. And the, yeah, thing, the, the thing is, is.
0: so bad. It is really bad. And <laughs> I just want to say 99.9% of the time, if I watch a foreign film, I want to watch it subtitled. Oh, right? same. Because same. the performances are going to be better. Yes. These movies are the only exception. Really? I really love the <laughs> dubbing. It's like. It adds this whole other layer where it's yeah. like. You're basically watching a different movie because, like. They just have to make shit up. Like, yeah. if it doesn't match the pace, they'll just say whatever. Like, <laughs> there's times where they'll be like... Or, like, they won't know a word. This is yeah. my favorite thing. Like, if they don't know what word to say, they'll just be like... Blah, blah, blah. Like,
1: <laughs> they'll be like... No way. There's a
0: moment where... Um, I can't remember exactly what's happening, but... Oh, it's like the... They're like... it's. I think it's in the second fight that... The villain is like uh, the White Lotus chief. He's like, "Oh, you haven't like totally perfected your kung fu yet." Right. He's like, and he, I think he tries to say chi, like, like, oh, you know your chi, yeah, yeah. But I think the guy forgot the word, and so he's like, "Your boo uh, is in your muscles. You have to like whatever." And it's like, it's like, oh, he forgot a word. Nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, but. that and that's the other thing is like they, the translation must not have been great no. because. I, while I was watching, I was like, they have been using the same words mm-hmm. over and over mm-hmm. again to just say different. Things. Yes.
0: Well, that's the thing is right. Like it's, it was just bad yeah. translating. It's bad dubbing. But yeah. for me, I think what I like about it is it's like, it's, it's so fun. Like I just, it is. I think it's just fun to watch. And it's yeah. like, now it's kind of like a time capsule, right? Because yes. it's like, that would never fly anymore. Oh God. You know, like if we get a movie from South Korea or China or France or whatever, Mm -hmm. like there's care put into the subtitles, there's, you know, they do a, they spend a million dollars on dubbing and all this stuff. And it's like, now, you know, the thought of like sending it off to some dude in, in In his basement. Yeah. yeah, In the basement to just be like, yo Kung Fu, you know, it's like that would never happen. Uh,
1: Yeah. Um, god yeah it was that was wild the other thing that and this is a total left field from mm-hmm. the dubbing they could just fly. Mm-hmm. like yeah. like the the one thing that really got me i think it was the the final fight yeah he was like in the courtyard <laughs> and he jumped yeah. like two stories yes with ease
0: yes we have a problem with that
1: no uh i just the how was it just cables or did they
0: yeah it's cables
1: okay because i was also thinking like they could have them jump down and then just reverse (laughs) reverse the video they
0: do do that too yeah (laughs) so one of the movies i watched as like research for this one was i watched um Five Fingers of Death, which is okay. also called King Boxer.
1: Is that where Five um, Finger Death Punch got their name?
0: Probably. Yes. So what you're gonna put me off on another tangent. So I wanna talk really quick about the Wu Tang clan. So <laughs> that sounds like a very they, random aside. They ain't nothing to fuck with. They're nothing what I've to heard. fuck with, but genuinely like the Wu Tang clan, if if you are interested in Kung Fu movies, yeah. Riza from the Wu-Tang Clan is, like, a historian on Kung Fu movies. I'm not even kidding. That's awesome. He knows his shit so well. Uh And if you listen to their music, so much of it is just, like, references to this stuff. And one of the things that the Wu-Tang Clan does a lot, especially on their first album, is they sampled a lot of Kung Fu movies in their, like, tracks...
1: I think I remember some of this. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so when you watch these old movies, occasionally you'll hear like a bit and you're like, that's a Wu-Tang Clan song. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a bit in Executioners from Shaolin where there's like this musical note and it's like, Yeah, and that's in Protect Your Neck. And it's like, every time I would hear it, I thought I was expecting someone to go like, you know, start yeah. the Wu-Tang Clan like, part of it. Yeah. Um, it's like, Wu-Tang Clan coming at you, you know, like, right. whatever. Anyway, the the point I was going to make was that RZA from the Wu Tang Clan. There's this great video on YouTube. I think yep. it's on the it's either on the Hollywood Reporter or on Variety, mm-hmm. and it's called something like uh, RZA from the Wu Tang Clan. You know, breaks down every sample from whatever, and it's literally like if you're if, if you're watching this, or if you're listening to this, and you watched *Clan of the White Lotus* because you're interested in these kinds of movies, go watch that video and just write down every movie he talks about because it's like the best list I've seen of really? like just these classic kung fu movies. That like, if you want an education on this shit, just go watch that video. <laughs> like, and he breaks it down really well. Really, like he talks about like the different kung fu styles mm. and like the history and like all this stuff. Um, it's a very very good video, but um, one of the jokes that I took from that video that I kept writing as a note over mm-hmm. and over was he talks about how, like, whenever they go to, like, grab the guy by the the, the nuts? nut sack, yeah. he's all, he's all, he's where's the nuts? No nuts! <laughs> <laughs> and so every time they did that in this movie, I wrote a note. I
1: wrote a note. And okay. I wrote,
0: where's the nuts? No nuts!
1: <laughs> how, how many times did you write it?
0: Oh, uh, let's see. Hold on. I wrote it. One, uh, two, three, four, five. I wrote four it five times. times. I also yeah. wrote in all caps.
1: He moved the nuts. He, yeah, he sure did move the nuts. That the choreo- just going back to the choreography, man. Mm-hmm. It it was wild. Mm-hmm. I did we already touch on it? Just like nobody was punch. We did. Nobody yes. was punching shit. Also, what was with? Okay. <laughs> okay. When he punched and the wind. what? Okay, what's so, with that?
0: Well, okay, we'll talk about it. So, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the movie, you should probably just go watch it. Because <laughs> yeah. none of this is going to make any sense. But, <laughs> no,
1: no. I mean, the movie's not going to make... I mean, the movie's already not going to make sense. Yeah. But, um, we, and we're going to try to do our best to make it make sense. But, oh, yes. oh, oh, Lord. So,
0: just to give an overview, I guess, of the plot. Because I, I don't want to get into the minutiae of it because I think it's kind of yeah. boring. But... um. Essentially, the White Lotus chief comes back yeah. to to kill the the two
1: brothers. brothers. Yeah,
0: and he kills one of them. Yeah. kills Gordon Liu's wife. Um,
1: a huge L, a huge that was L, unfortunate.
0: Which, uh, honestly, I was a little disappointed by it because Same. that actress is really good. Oh, she was great. Like, there's moments where she's like on the floor and like kicking, I think, and yeah. I was like, God damn, she could move, <laughs> right? And I was like really sad when she died. I and know. I was, like, oh man, she's Damn. got some great choreography. But yeah, so she gets killed. His brother gets killed. Um, and he has to like go off, and they're in hiding. But while they're in hiding, he's also like training up to yeah. like refight the White Lotus chief, and he does fight him three times. Three, yes. Three um, times. which is kind of funny. Like, it's hilarious. He, he can just rock I, up and fight him, and then walk away again. I know.
1: I was. It's, it's, it reminded me of like, (laughs) like if you're playing a video game and you go in thinking that like you're leveled enough Mm -hmm. and then you get your ass beat and so you leave, you go level up some more, you come back, but the boss is like scaled (laughs) to your new level (laughs) and so you get your ass beat again and then you're like, well, fuck, okay, and then you go back, you level again, and you hit, like, max level, Yeah. and so it can't, like, it... This it, movie's it, Dark Souls. It, yeah. It, yeah, it's a, <laughs> The villain was a Dark Souls boss. Yeah. Uh, Elven uh, Ring.
0: But the... the <laughs> So he, he goes back, and he trains, and he, like, <coughs> he learns a couple of different kung fu styles to, like, try and beat the White Lotus Jeep. Yeah. And one of the things that he discovers that Kara Hui's character actually discovers is that what the White Lotus Chief is able to do is make himself really light on his feet. And so oh. when he goes to punch, the wind from his punch is pushing him back so he's unable to be touched.
1: Oh. Yeah. So
0: that's why when she sees the paper dummies, she's like, oh, he's like making himself like light enough like a paper dummy. Okay. And that's kind of where this... Because one of the things I, I do like about this movie that I think is very different For one of these kinds of films is, and it's, that's not true. I'm going to take that, walk that back a little bit. It's something that actually pops up a lot in Kung Fu movies is they give a lot of respect to the female fighters.
1: That's what I noticed. Yeah,
0: And in this movie, what I think is fun that it's, it's not on the levels of like what we would think of as progressive today, but for the eighties, I think there's this really interesting progressive storyline about him learning these, like, what are viewed as, like, female tasks yeah. to help him fight better. yeah, And it's, like, but I think what's cool about it is they don't treat any of it as, like, ha ah, look at this sissy. They're, right. like, there's a little bit of that, but it's, like, there's, there's a nice amount of respect given to, like, child rearing and embroidery and, like, yeah. you know, stuff that, like, if this were an American action movie from this time, it'd be like, look at this sissy. Like, what are you gay? You know? Yeah. Right. But with this movie, they're kind of like, Oh, he needs to like level up. Right. And she has this Kung Fu style that she knows that he can't even fathom because he's right. this brutish, like whatever. Yeah. And there's scenes of him struggling to like do stuff. And like, you know, what helps him in the end is learning to be gentler, learning to be like,
1: and you patience know,
0: and patience. And it's like,
1: yeah, I, I don't know. To me, I love like it was no. I think that was probably my favorite part um, because yeah, there there was a there just great respect for that style, mm-hmm. and I thought it was really cool that that he didn't like put it down. He, right. There was, there was never a moment where he was like, "Oh, I can't do that. That's for right. girls." He was like, "Okay, teach yeah, me exactly," yeah. and I was like, "That's so cool." And he just accepted it and right. went with it. And it worked. Yeah. It worked, which was really great. And the other thing that I think was really cool was he he learned from the acupuncture. Mm -hmm. Even though that wasn't necessarily, like, his, like, part of what he was thinking about training in. Right. He was like, oh, I can use this because the villain said something about his whatever. His, like, like, weak points. Yeah, his weak points. He was like, oh, you can't get my weak points. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that might be verbatim just. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Uh, <laughs> and if it's not, it could have been a line It could have been. Um, I could have done the dub. You could have. And I just, I thought it was so interesting. Was the villain? Did he have superpowers? Because okay, it making himself lighter than yeah. air, the, the whole just flexing the needles out so, of his body.
0: The thing is, right, like... Moving his nuts. I I think, <laughs> I think with these movies, kind of on the same level as Triple R, it's... Okay. You're not... This is kind of before we thought of things too literal. Well, I don't know how to put it. Like, you're not supposed to think about it that way,
1: oh, I guess. Okay.
0: In, in this... In this world, like, in this kung fu world, there's all these things that you're supposed to just accept as reality. Yeah. And, like, I hate saying you're not supposed to think about it because thinking about it is part of the fun. But, like, in the context of the movie, he doesn't have superpowers. He just, like, he's just trained enough that he can do that stuff.
1: Okay. And you're not supposed to think,
0: like, that wouldn't happen. I mean, you can, but it's, like the The context of it is just that, like, these are just guys who can do this stuff, and like, <laughs> average people wow. can leap two story buildings yeah. and train enough to be able to stand on their, you know, pinky toes, and like, yeah. you know, it's like because in the, the, you know, there's stuff like, oh, you hit my weak point. Like,
1: no one has a weak point. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, yeah. you know, well, you have a weak point, yeah, but you can't move it,
0: right? And you can't like use acupuncture to like immobilize someone or like right. you know but within the context of the movie where this is like it's this like mystical you know ancient world you just kind of have to buy into it yeah and there's like logical things that don't make any sense like yeah. there's but it's kind of all just like part of the fun of it yeah. and once you kind of like give yourself over to like this is just this, this world, world it's, then it, it it doesn't make sense but it it
1: it clears things up. It
0: clears things up and it makes it easier to accept Except, it. You're right. Like there's little moments where it's like, you know, all oh, those two dudes would have pummeled that one guy or, yeah. or why is no one attacking him? or what? But you just it, accept it. Yeah,
1: like, right. And, and like any of the scenes where like there was like a million dudes mm-hmm. against like those four people mm-hmm. and they came out on top. Yeah. Yeah. No. Especially <laughs> when they have swords. Yeah. Also, I thought the the swords cutting into people, mm-hmm. that everybody always got cut in the same place. Yes. It was either stomach mm-hmm. or lower back. Yeah. And that killed them yeah. somehow. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. Uh and going going back kinda to the him training in the in that more patient, sort Mm -hmm. of, gentler...
0: They call it a woman's style. woman's style.
1: I was avoiding it, but... That's fine. (laughs) Uh, I felt bad for that poor dude with, like, the bald spots. I felt so bad for him. I was like, can you stop beating the shit out of him?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was one of the things that, like, made it almost hard for me to recommend us watch because I hate... (coughs) Every time that guy's on screen, I just want to vomit. I just... (laughs) I. Why he's so gross? Like he's so, like he's like, yeah. he's like always like scratching his toes and like
1: they're okay.
0: Like wash your weird head and like, and the other thing is too, right? I'll let yeah. you to talk in a second. Yeah, like, he's why is he so ripped? He's, I
1: okay yeah. He's
0: weirdly muscular. Yeah, and he just freaks me out I as just, like
1: King Boomy almost. <laughs> Um, He's horrible. Yeah, I okay. I kind of felt bad for him. You're supposed to. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. There was that one (laughs) point where he he was sitting down, itching his toes. (laughs) It's awful. And his toes were like dusty. (laughs) (laughs) Also, they were like stretched out. They were like not long toes. (laughs) They were like not in a place where they should have been. No. Uh, yeah, that guy's so upsetting. <laughs> yeah, and I just—I was like, man, I like, and he was just being was like such a good friend. Yeah. To, because, okay, two things. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, man. <laughs> I uh, love this. Oh boy. Okay. Um. Where were they work? They were just making doll. Or dummies? Is that what they were working on? Yeah. Is that what they were so, making? That was the job.
0: You're right. Yeah, so they they were working at like a paper dummy factory. Okay. Factory. It's like four guys. But,
1: <laughs> yeah, um, pretty much.
0: I, I didn't look in a ton into like the historical context of that. Okay. But I get the idea that it was just like... Sorry, I was going to just let you cough. But... You're good. Um, I get the... <laughs> I get the sense that it's like... It's like a place where like for different holidays or festivities or like you would get like a paper doll. Right, and it's like for a purpose, like yeah, almost not quite, but almost like a pinata, like yeah, you know, it's like a thing, and you might I, put stuff in it, or, or right. maybe just hold it up for decoration, yeah, or burn it, or you know, whatever, who knows. yeah. Um, but yeah, that was kind of a
1: okay, yeah, because that that was never because they okay, yeah, because they went into hiding, but then they never explained w- why he was working there.
0: Well, they they do there's they a, do. There's a throwaway line that, like, that, the gross guy is Kara uh, Hui's character's brother.
1: Okay, right, and, yes. Oh, that's right. Yes, I remember this. And
0: they're like, we're on the run, and she's like, I'll go to my my brother who lives in this city. Yeah. And they're, like, walking around, and one of my favorite lines that, hold on, I wrote it down. Um, <laughs> This is like one of those beautiful examples of dubbing. Oh, he's like... He, they're, like, walking through the city, and Gordon Lou's, like, asked, he's like, oh, let me ask somebody. He's like, where do they make paper dummies? And the guy's like, it's over there, you idiot. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Oh, that's right. <coughs> I totally forgot. And I, okay, when he said that, mm-hmm. I thought he was just looking for a paper no. dummy. I had no, I, when he said that, I was like, why do you care about yeah. paper dummies? You're trying to hide.
0: He's like, "Makes paper dummies. It's over there. Oh, yeah. You
1: know? um okay yeah all right that Um, makes sense um
0: but there's a line so they go to meet him and he's like oh sister like he's like who's this for and he's like whatever um and then he says something like they like go back to the house and he's like well you can hide in here and then he's like you stay here i'm in charge of hiring and he can work at the factory with oh, me while you guys hide. Right, okay. Which that's very convenient. The, <laughs> yeah. He just happens to be in charge of hiring. Yeah. This horrible, gross man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I, man. That was also, I really liked. I'm jumping all over the place. That's fine. Uh, the plot doesn't matter. <laughs> anytime there's an outdoor scene where they mm-hmm. were like, Going from one place to another, yeah, it was like the Star Trek treatment mm-hmm. where it was just the same location, just yes. shot in different angles, different angles, yeah, yeah. I was like, We've been here before, and that was in you know, a completely different, but all right, so sure.
0: The one of the things you have to know about Shaw Brothers is they had this giant studio, okay, that was literally just set up because they mostly made kung fu movies, right? That right. was like one of the They made a lot of other kinds of films. They made like horror films and dramas and like whatever. But the majority of their output was martial arts. Okay. So they had these like standing sets. Right. And there was like a house. There was, you know, rivers and whatever. And they just stayed there. Right. And they would like touch them up with paint and like whatever. But like that temple that the guy lives in, Uh that's in so many movies. Like you'll see the same sets over and over and over again. And that's kind of why I was saying, like, they all feel like they take place in, like, the same universe.
1: Okay. Because it's yeah, literally
0: the, the same. same sets. Yeah. Like, um, but they do that a lot where yeah. they're like, oh, this is a bedroom and an office and whatever. <laughs> and it's just like they just take some stuff off
1: and, and change <laughs> yeah, it. And change it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And the, the out, the outdoor stuff just was hilarious because it was like, like with the Star Trek, every mm-hmm. time they, like, in, and I'm talking about like TOS with, I forgot his name. Um, spock spock (laughs) the silver fox uh leonard nimoy and the other guy uh what's
0: his name i have something right here i could google (laughs) uh,
1: but it was very clear that like they would like do they were like laying on a quote-unquote alien world but it was just los angeles yeah it's just (laughs) la (laughs) it's just the desert outside la uh which i thought was hilarious and they do the same thing, it looked like, in this movie, where it was like, oh yeah, this is just some jungle outside of the city yeah. that we just so happened to be able to shoot in because that's it was free. William Shatner. Um, <laughs> oh, William, there it is, yeah. I kept wanting to say Robin Williams, no, rest in peace. No, um, that's,
0: yeah. Uh, no, that's literally what they did.
1: Yeah. yeah it's literally it's, just uh, like,
0: the jungle stuff is like a set,
1: yeah okay. but-
0: like, when they're outdoors and it's, like, on, like, a hill and you can see the ocean. Yeah. That's just the studio. That's just, like, outside the studio. Yeah. And a lot of these movies have, like, a final fight that just takes place on, like, a grass field. <laughs> yeah. um, this one is a little more interesting. It's, like, inside the temple. Yes. But um one of the things I, I loved is that, like they give the villain like the most lavish bathroom of all time like, <laughs> yeah i li- wanted it i i know it's I like it this so sweet like he's got like this dragon fountain yeah and it's like a all, gigantic up, all purple yeah yeah Ugh. um which we we were talking before the show about the bath oh, God. because he jumps i i actually so i think because he fights him three times right yes I think the first two are really
1: good. Oh, they were great.
0: I think the third one's the best one. Yeah, and I think you're supposed to kind of feel that way. But the beginning of that fight is so much fun because he jumps out of the bath, right? And he's just yeah. like fucking going for yeah, it. Yeah,
1: he's flying. He's flying.
0: He was probably on a cable, but yeah, he's completely naked.
1: And <laughs> yeah. they tried
0: their best, but you can see a little bit of wang.
1: Yeah, just a little, it's just bit a of little wang. peen.
0: Yeah, just a little peen. <laughs> just. <laughs> Shadow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I because okay, I was like when I was like booting it up, mm-hmm. uh it you know how like in the top left it'll give you like warnings of like violence or yeah. whatever. It said nudity. Yeah. And I was like, oh that's interesting. I wonder what yeah. what we're gonna see. I wasn't expecting that. A little wang, <laughs> a little wang and a whole lot of ass. A whole lot of ass. There's a lot of ass in this. Booting. Yeah, it was. Um it's a nice ass. Yeah, he's very fit. Back yeah, back. Oh, yeah. He was great. I And I love I love the beginning of the fight, too. Because he's he's desperately trying to put clothes on. Yes. And you can <laughs> tell that as they were trying to shoot this, they were like, okay, we cannot show shaft. Yes. Like, we cannot.
0: And so he's, like, holding it against <laughs> yeah. his balls. Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah.
1: And he, like, is struggling to put pants on. Yeah. I, it was hilarious. <clears throat> and then he, like... And, and then they get separating, so he's, like, actually able to, like, put clothes on. Because yeah. uh, he
0: fights his, his two uh, swordsmen.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which I – so one of those guys, he's in a bunch of stuff. Like, I just recognized his face. I don't oh. know who the other guy was. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to pause the recording really quick because I have yeah. to pee.
1: Okay. Pause. There we go.
0: There it is. Okay.
1: What was I talking about? We were talking about Wang. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, no. Speaking uh, of Wang. Yeah. Uh, There's the one swordsman you were. Oh,
0: yeah. So one of the things is like because these actors were like on contract, um, if they weren't like acting in the movie, they oftentimes would be like in the background on like stunts Mm -hmm. or they would be doing like fight choreography or something like that. So oftentimes you'll like see actors you recognize, but they're just like hanging out in the background. (laughs) Right. Um, speaking, I actually, speaking of Wang, I, I wanted to talk about for just a second, uh, Johnny Wang, who he's, which I think would be Wong, Johnny Wong. Yeah. Um, he's the, he's like the sub villain. So he's like the, the governor guy. Oh
1: yeah. He's like the right hand man. The dude with the chops.
0: Yes. He's in a ton of these movies. Right. And he's, he's usually a villain. Mm hmm. But he always has, like, great facial hair. Oh, yeah. And, like, he's got this great little mustache that he's always rocking. Yeah. He's great, and he's, like, he's really good at coming across as that, like, super, like, quiet, like, angry, like, conniving kind of villain. But he does this great move that he does a lot in his movies where he does, like, the finger point. Yeah. like, he goes like that. Yeah. Which is just, like... I love in these movies, especially, like, the the Shaw Brothers ones, there's a lot of posing. Like, there's <laughs> yes. a lot of dudes, like, they, like, flick around and then they're, like,
2: like tiger yes.
0: style, you know, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And um, one of the things I love is, like, so tiger style, crane style, and some of the other animal styles, they all fall under what's called hungar, which okay. is, like, it's, like, animal style kung fu. Right. In a real fight, probably completely useless. But oh yeah, it looks super cool. That's like, dope. I, I love. Even though we were talking about like the fight choreography, doesn't look like actual fighting. Yeah. I think what's fun about it is like, I love when they do like their little poses. Yes. And they do like you know, I, I just find it so much fun. Like yeah. I I love the thought that that could be deadly. You know like <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you go ahead. I, yeah. I'll finish my my, thought.
1: my my favorite move that I thought and I think it happened a couple times, uh-huh. is, like, I think the villain would, like, go for, like, a high, like, a high mm-hmm. hit or something, mm-hmm. and and somebody would, like, block, and then you'd just do, like, the the boy, yeah. like, <laughs> right on her forehead. Uh I thought that was hilarious. Yes. Um... And there's a lot of um face grabs yes. in this movie, oh, which I love. Oh my god. I oh the fucking eyebrows and he pulls the yes. eyebrows up and then he like blows them at him. So that's Oh my god. You see
0: that a lot in Kung Fu movies. I don't know why that's a thing, but like <laughs> Bruce Lee does it in Way of the Dragon. He, oh, really? he grab cause he, there's a fight in Way of the Dragon between him and um Chuck Norris. Oh, okay. and there's a moment where Bruce Lee grabs his chest hair and pulls <laughs> it out and then he like blows it at him. Yeah.
1: Um, it's very sensual. One, like
0: yeah, I know. Like you said, he pulls his <laughs> eyebrows out, which yeah, I thought was fun.
1: That's hilarious. There's some
0: great eyebrows just, in this movie. Oh
1: yeah. The, what, what was the other thing? Oh, the the pointing. I mm-hmm. want to go back to that with the fucking pointing. I thought that was so funny, it's funny. Because he was like just trying to like poke him. Yeah. He was just trying to <laughs> poke him with his finger. And I was like, hey, what are you doing?
0: I love any of the like <laughs> hyper specific <laughs> kung fu styles. Yeah. Because I think they're so much fun, like especially Lao Kar-Lung who is the fight choreographer on this every movie that he directs because his thing is like he's obsessed with like tradition and form and so like all of his movies have people doing like very specific styles of Kung Fu and he doesn't like to break with that like somebody like Cheng Che who was one of the other big directors he would he would have people just doing whatever like right. you know like whatever looks cool that's mm. what he would do mm-hmm. you know bruce lee was all about mixing forms and stuff right. but lao car was like obsessed with like if you're doing crane style like you're gonna do crane style. style you know that's what i mean it. yeah and what's fun about his movies is like when you watch people fighting each other and they both have a different style like it's fun to see them like doing it You know, like, if somebody's fighting with, like, mantis form or something, and they're, like, going, like, you know, people can't see, I'm doing the mantis hands. Yeah. You know, they're, like, like, stinging at them. Yeah. Like, that doesn't do anything. No. It looks fun. Like, (laughs) you know, or, like, I don't know. I just find it so...
1: It was... Yeah. And the, the... The needles. Yes. That was... That was interesting because... I don't even know why it was interesting. It was just interesting. It... I thought it was funny because he had the needles in his hair. Yes. And he seemed to have just a (laughs) shit ton. Like he pulled he pulled it out in front of him and you could clearly see like no more than like maybe five five needles he would use up all of those and then miraculously there were another five needles in his hair. It's like where is he getting all these needles?
0: The final note I wrote was I swear he was gaining needles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, it seemed like it. And I I that part I think it was one of the few parts in this movie where I kind of like sat for it a little mm-hmm. bit because he like gets all the needles in him, mm-hmm. right? Feet, legs, everywhere, and like he got him, yeah. Right, the villain he was like down, out for the count, and I was like, nice, yeah. And then and then he stood up, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh shit, oh fuck, yep. And then he flexes and all the needles go out, yep. and that was like the, the like one of the few moments where I was like. I forgot how <laughs> much, just how crazy this movie was. Because I was like, "Oh yes!" Yeah. Right, <clears throat> and then they have their like final fight. And he took the takes the needle out of the dude's hair, stabs and, him with it, and yeah. like just just like Jesus Christ, the guy. Yep. Uh, and and I thought because you had talked so much about his nuts. <laughs> I honest to god thought he's just gonna stab him in the balls, yeah, and that was gonna be his weak spot. Uh, no, it's his hands. Yeah, it's his hands. <laughs> Which he, little disappointed, but still cool. It's
0: fine. I mean, <coughs> one of the you you touched on something that's like I was gonna say is that you 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 said exactly what I was saying before. You settle into it. I don't know what yeah. it is, but it's like. At the start, you're like, this is corny. Like, who cares? This is all fake. And then by the end, you're like, Like, oh, shit, he got his weak spot.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was was a little surprised. I was like, damn, I didn't know this would make me feel something. There's
0: moments where they really genuinely, like, I think you get really used to this idea. I was just info dumping on my wife the other day about this. (laughs) Like, I think people have this perception, right, about, Mm. like, certain kinds of movies. Like, specifically, I'm thinking of, like, kung fu movies or, like monster movies Mm -hmm. or um like kitschy horror movies from the 70s like where you think of them as this novelty right you think of them as like oh this is a fun thing and look at these funny moments and whatever Mm -hmm. but when you sit down and watch them as movies i think oftentimes you get surprised by how like competently they're made like how they can Like really grab you and like absorb you into their world. Yeah, and you get an idea of like why people were so into them at the time they came out. You know, Mm -hmm. like I think we're it's very easy for us as Americans to like see something foreign and just be like trash, trash, corny trash. Like, yeah. But when you sit down and you like appreciate it as like an art form, yeah, you're like holy shit! Like there's something here. Yeah, yeah. like somebody sat down and thought about it and like did something. Yeah, it's like. Those moments where you're like, oh, that was a good shot. Or like, oh, yeah. that was a good... It's like, yeah. yeah, there was a competent filmmaker behind it, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah, it's silly and it's fun, but it's like... I don't want anyone to think that I'm, like, making fun of it. Like... Oh, oh yeah. I love this shit. Like, oh, this yeah. Is like, this
1: like... I also am not making fun of this in the slightest. I, like, when all is said and done, I genuinely had a good time with this yeah. movie. It was fantastic mm-hmm. F- with all of its weird dubbing and mm-hmm. choreography and whatever it was still good yeah because i realized that it is a product of its time yeah they didn't have billions of dollars mm-hmm. to dump into this they didn't have these crazy you know technologies mm-hmm. that can shoot and you know 20k or right. whatever um It was just, like, a few dudes with a shitty camera doing their best. Yeah. And they came and they made something Mm -hmm. that was actually pretty good.
0: Yeah. And it's, like, even if, like, the plot is convoluted, like, there's shit in it you're never going to understand or whatever, but I think at the end of the day, it's an entertaining movie, right? And that's, like, all it needs to be.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think that's all that movies should be. Be, right to some extent is just entertainment because you know go go all the way back to the very first films right mm-hmm. the silent black and white they were like three minutes long yeah no dialogue mm-hmm. had an orchestra doing whatever they were just making those to to entertain right. people it was like this revolutionary thing. And people are like, holy shit, we've never experienced this before. Right. It's so fun. Think about, like, drive-in movie theaters, yeah. right? You go in your car and you're outside mm. watching a movie. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah. And I think what's happening nowadays is, and I could be wrong, but there people are trying to, like... They're not making it for entertainment, and we talked about this on our when we trashed Marvel movies and how (laughs) fucking long they are. Uh, They're just making it not to entertain and to like genuinely make art. Mm -hmm. They're making it for money.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: at least that's what I see, and like, and they're and they're making it because they know people will see it, yes, and so they're they're not putting effort into making it a piece of art they're just they're like all right we're gonna just crank this out real quick because we know billions of people are gonna watch it
0: i think i'm with you i think there's one thing i want to clarify though is that like i think it's a mistake to think of like this kind of movie as being like oh they didn't just make this to make money like a hundred percent that's oh
1: a hundred yeah yeah, yeah, yeah of course
0: i think the difference is that I think people have like two attitudes about movies now where we are so like needy for content, right? Mm -hmm. Like we've, we've demoted like things to like, even that word, like content, it's not like a thing. It's like, oh, this is just something to fill your time, right? Yeah. So on the one hand we are just like, we are asking creators to just churn shit out, right? Like, doesn't matter the quality, doesn't matter. It's like, just make it as fast as you can. Yeah. On the other hand, though, I think people have this new attitude where things have to have – this is going to sound really, like, reductive, but things have to have meaning and they have to have, you know, thousands of hours of thought put into them and lore and blah, blah, blah. And it's like you can't have your cake and eat it too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a movie like this, the reason it strikes me is because – there's thought put into it and there's whatever. But at the same time, no one who was involved in this movie thought, we did it. Yeah. We per- perfected cinema. You right. Know? Yeah. Like, they were like, let's make a movie. You know, we're churning it out. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. You know, we got this shit we want to do. Yeah. And they did it. And they mm-hmm. made it. And it was out. And they made another movie after yeah. that. You yeah. Know? It was like.
1: <clears throat> it, it's, it's clear that, like, okay. Because when you look at, like, <clears throat> artists who, like. They're not just churning shit out for money. It's mm-hmm. like something they're passionate about. Their quality is really good, and they don't care if anybody likes it. Right. They're like, I'm doing this for myself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and if people like it, fantastic. Great. Right. right? That's a just an added bonus. With this, it seemed like, yeah, they were having fun. And this was just like, not. I'm not going to say like a passion project. Right. But it was just like you know some guys got together and like hey I think this would be a cool premise let's make a film right um it's like I think it's like how you make movies yeah you know you're like oh I think this would be really funny let's do this and I'm like all right, cool yeah
2: um
1: that's my favorite type of like movie like bullet train right I don't know what went into that but it seemed like they had a Mm -hmm. blast yeah cause holy shit it was so good right right I think oh go ahead yeah um same with this. I just... It was fun because it seemed like they had fun. It didn't right. seem like there was any pressure to make this. It didn't seem like this was like, oh, you have to make this because we have to meet this quota or whatever. Right. And I know you had talked about like them being in a contract and like, oh, yeah, we got to like make this many movies this year. But it, it was like, yeah, you have this restriction of like, you're under contract. You have to make these movies. But you can kind of make whatever you want. We right. don't care. As long as you're making a movie, go nuts. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think I think the problem is that, like, things... Like, this. there's this attitude that I kind of can't stand mm-hmm. where I feel like things have swung around where for a long time it was, like, movies and, like, film study and stuff wasn't taken seriously. So it was, like, you know, there was just this group of people who, like really loved movies and movie making and thought about it a lot and mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever. But with things like the internet with like, not to be all doom and gloom, like, <laughs> you know, with things like TikTok or like yeah. YouTube and whatever, there is a group of people who think of themselves And I guess I fall into this category who like, think of themselves as like a film critic. Right. Yeah. And there's now this attitude that like, if something you're watching isn't, like important quote unquote Mm -hmm. it's not worth watching yeah and i think or making and i think that that is like such a stupid attitude because it's it's like the 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 idea that like something you're watching can't just entertain you for a little bit right is silly i think the idea that everything you make has to have some big important meaning is Mm -hmm. silly like Mm -hmm. everything you make is going to have some sort of theme it's going to have some sort of message Mm mm-hmm But not everything you make or watch has to be the thing.
1: Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, no, it's, it's, it's the, sort of the idea of minimalism where like, because and I, I like minimalism as an art form. Um, I think it's great. Um, and it was in direct contrast to, to the art form that came before it, which was, like, super extravagant, lots of shit going on. Right. Right. There came a point where, where artists were like, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. We, w- things can just be. Yeah. Right? Um, and so that's why we get, like, a lot of these, like, just blue canvas, right? Right. It's just... That's all it is. It's mm-hmm. a blue canvas, and you can enjoy the color blue. Right. Right? Um, with, like, the... Um, there's that piano piece, uh, I believe it's 4:30 or something, mm-hmm. where it's literally four th- four minutes and 30 seconds of silence. silence. <laughs> the the composer didn't write down a single note, yeah. and when it first came out, and he performed it for the first time, people got so angry mm-hmm. that they left. Right. But when asked about it, if he was like upset that people left the the performance, he was like, no. That's good because that's the piece. Right. Right. And that's never going to happen again. Those sounds that of people leaving, of Mm -hmm. screaming at me or whatever, that is unique to that one performance. Right. And and tomorrow, I don't know what will happen. Yeah. Right. And it's great because Mm -hmm. it, it just is. Yeah. And I think I agree that like... There's just these people out there that are like, oh, this has to mean something, and it has to, like, say something about this thing. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It absolutely does not have to <laughs> say jack shit about anything. Right. I can, we can just make movies and plays and write books and make yeah. art that are for enjoyment mm-hmm. purely. Yeah. Um. Because humans deserve to be entertained.
0: Yeah.
1: And if we're constantly having to think about shit, mm-hmm. it gets exhausting. Yeah,
0: I think that's the thing is like, I think it can be very exhausting to like, I, this sounds counter like to everything we're doing right, <laughs> right at the second. But to me, I find it very, I find film current film discourse, very exhausting because I find that a lot of it, is not just pedantic. It's yeah. like it's overcritical to the point of like, why do you even like uh, right, exactly. watch anything? Uh, yeah, like, like the, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, okay, so this is maybe <laughs> off-topic, but it's what, like whatever. I saw this article. I'm gonna diss on Polygon for a little bit, but that's fine. I, I Polygon is an interesting entertainment website because they, for me, they like they arc like wildly between being very insightful and being wildly like wrong. (laughs) And I remember I read this article on Polygon that was like, um, it was like casting Lin-Manuel Miranda in Percy Jackson as a mistake. And here's why. And like, I understand, you know, you got to get your, whatever your, your viewers or whatever. Yeah. And I read the article and I was like, is this really like what we talk about now? Like, yeah. And the, the premise of the article, and I don't, I I don't want to trash the, the writer or anything like do your job. It's fine. But (laughs) I, the premise of the article was basically like, this is bad because people of a certain age, find Lin-Manuel Miranda cringe, and it's going to throw you out of the thing. And it's like, my main issue with that is like, Number one, why do you give a shit? Yeah. Number two, the thing hasn't even come out yet. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. How can you
0: like judge a thing based on a casting announcement for something that you haven't watched yet? Like, yeah. I, yeah. And beyond that, the idea that like, oh, this is bad because it's going to whatever. It's like, at what point are you sitting watching something based on Greek mythology or whatever and going – this is real, you know, like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Things don't have yes. to be the most immersive. Like what, like maybe the guy cat got cast because the director likes him yeah. or they're friends or yeah. like any number of like, yeah, not everything has to be pitch perfect, yeah. you know, tuned to the nth degree mm-hmm. yeah. thematically on point. Like, mm-hmm. D- wh- <laughs> why are we so pedantic about shit? I know. Like, Do you even like the things you like, or do you just want to, like, whatever? Just shit on them all the time.
1: Well, and for me, I, I am so with you on the, like, why are you shitting on something that hasn't even seen the light of day? Yeah. Like, we haven't even, we got a teaser trailer for, and all of a sudden you're an expert on this? Right. What, are you on the actual, like design team? Right. No, <laughs> then shut the hell up. Make make your opinions after you've seen it. Right. Because that's and also don't just base your opinions off what everybody else mm-hmm. is saying and what the what seems like the most popular opinion. Right. You're allowed to have your own opinions of things. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to not like stuff, mm-hmm. right? Um that I, I, I You're also allowed involved. to like stuff. Oh yeah, you are. You're all you're <laughs> allowed to love things, right? Yes. Um and and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I, I was so bad about this when I was younger because I would always, you know, if somebody was like, Oh yeah, I didn't really like that, I would just be like, Oh, how can you not like that? It's a classic.
2: Right.
1: I realized as I as I got older, and I think you kind of helped me realize <laughs> this. Sure. I realized that if they if somebody doesn't like something, who cares? Who cares? They're it's not funny. hurting me. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so if if I say like oh you know have you seen this movie or have you seen this TV show and somebody's like oh no I you know I kind of tried it out but it wasn't for me I'm like yeah that's fair you're yeah. allowed to not like it it's mm-hmm. not for everybody right um and you know it's and that and that's okay or like if somebody asks me you know oh have you seen this and I'm gonna go yeah it wasn't great right. Uh, I've surrounded myself with people, enough enough people that will do that same thing, but if I haven't seen it, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll give it a try, because it seems good. Yeah. Um, And that's why I try not to look at, like, reviews of shit, Mm -hmm. and I, and at any time, especially with this, like, new Percy Jackson movie coming up, anytime I come across somebody on TikTok, that like is trying to give their opinion about it, I just mm-hmm. scroll past it immediately because yeah. I'm like, I I don't want to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. It's not come out yet. We have no idea what's going to happen. Shut up.
0: Right. I think, I think with, I don't want to be old man yells at TikTok. But
1: <laughs> be, do that.
0: I think one of the things I don't like about TikTok is that it has kind of enabled this personality where it's like, any thought you have Mm -hmm. about a piece of media is somehow criticism. Yes. And I think one of the things that I've always championed is, like, I think the vast majority of people don't understand what film criticism is. Because, like, if I were to say, let me give you an example. If I were to say, I don't like this movie because I don't like sweaty shirtless men. Right, right. That's not criticism. No, that's your opinion. That and right? it's a
1: preference. It's
0: a preference. It's 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 just what film yeah. criticism would be to say something like, you know, the plot of this movie seems weighed down by the director's you know decision decision to keep the main character out of the the you know plot for the vast majority of it or something. Right. Like, you know
1: yeah, exactly. That is criticism. Yes.
0: Like picking up things in the movie, using evidence to back up your argument. That is film and like film criticism, I think rightly gets a, wrong, a bad rap because mm-hmm. a lot of times it's like critics have their specific things that they look for and they, you know, write about that and they're overly harsh. But what film criticism is good at is putting things into context yes. and understanding that you can like something while also acknowledging that it might not be the best example of that thing, right?
1: Fast and Furious.
0: Right. But, like, what TikTok has done is, like, it's boil... And YouTube was doing it before it. Yeah. Is it's, it's allowed people to boil shit down to, like, the barest, most, like, top-down criticism that, like, is nothing. It's yeah. just, like, oh, this mm-hmm. is a plot hole, or this is a thing, or this... is. It's, like, I'm trying to think of a good example, like... I think the thing that is most often like the ire of this is like comic book stuff.
1: Oh God. (laughs) And like,
0: don't get me wrong. Like I have, you know, whatever, but the, the, what often happens is like someone who is like a big fan of a thing will watch like a media adaptation of that and then nitpick it to death about what it got wrong, what the lore isn't blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I guess if you're catering to that crowd, fine, do whatever you want. But like looking at things in the context of like, does this work as a movie? Does it flow from A to B? Does it, you know, is the dialogue well-written? Is that like, that is like criticism. But what people have turned it into is I don't like this and I'm going to tell you why. And if you disagree with me, you're wrong. And it's like, no. No. Whether or not I like something is not wrong. Right. Like, yeah, if I like racism, that's not great. (laughs) No, no,
1: that's that's wrong.
0: Yeah, but like, (laughs) it's (laughs) it's not wrong Uh to say that I'm like, if I sit down and watch twenty hours of a shitty Netflix documentary, right? I'm not wrong for liking it. I just like it. Yeah. Is it good? I don't know. Yeah. Who cares?
1: Yeah. 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 At at the end of the day. No, it, it doesn't matter. Right. Our I, our lives, the human experience is so short.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Why are we so? Why are we getting so hot and bothered about people not liking the same things we do? Right. You're gonna be dead in oh, I don't know, sixty to seventy years, and it's and nothing's gonna matter. Right. It's, people are gonna forget about you. Mm-hmm. These movies are going to be forgotten. Right. These TV shows are gonna be forgotten. Mm-hmm. In, you know, 100,000 years, and then in, you know, six-ish billion years, the sun, our sun's going to explode and engulf us, right. and all human history is going to be erased. Yep. Why bother getting angry that somebody that you've never met in your entire life doesn't like the same thing you do? Yeah. It, just, it boggles the mind. It does. And that's why... To get back on topic, <laughs> that's why I like so many of the movies you recommend. Yeah, is because I know I we share so many of the same thoughts mm-hmm. and and ideas about art mm-hmm. that when you recommend something, I'm like, okay, I'm probably gonna like this, mm-hmm. right? And if I don't, that's fine, and it's not gonna hurt your feelings. No, <laughs> you could give you you could give two shits <laughs> if I like something, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, same thing with me. Right. right. If I suggest something, you watch it, and you're like, "Yeah, hey, that was kind of garbage." I'm like, "Cool, whatever. Yeah. That's your opinion, and it doesn't affect my life in the slightest." Right. I
0: think. <laughs> I think. What the, I think one of the problems too is that, like, I think people are afraid to enjoy stuff in a vacuum. Yes. Like, like the the idea, like you were touching on earlier, that like liking or disliking something based on the idea that it's popular, I think, is a very silly way to live your life. Yeah. Like. Like, I'm trying to think. Like, music tends to be the thing that gets the biggest, like, is the most divisive when it comes to that. But like, if we're talking about movies, right? Like, Mm. I
1: don't
0: know what's a good example. Like Star Wars, right? Oh, there you go. Perfect, perfect. The most, the the biggest (laughs) minefield in the movie world. But
1: yeah, that that and Marvel.
0: Yeah, I I I love Star Wars. Oh, same. There's very little Star Wars that I don't like. Right, but. I think I don't I don't like it because it's popular. Mm-hmm. On the same coin, I don't dislike it because it's gotten more popular. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. And I think to right. nope. for for people to be like, "Oh, I don't like Star Wars because it's blah blah blah." It's like do you not like it because <sighs> of a certain reason or do you not like it because other people do? Right. You know what I mean? Y- and it's y- like yes. Living your life is as as like someone who's just anti whatever's popular, it's like, shut up, well shut up, yeah, yeah. Sh- shut up. And, <laughs> and also like, I think I think people miss the idea that like things are popular for a reason. Yes, not always a good reason. No, no. But there's a reason. <laughs> yeah. And something like Star Wars is the biggest franchise in the whole. Entire Word. history of everything
1: <laughs> yeah. for a reason. Yeah, like even if you haven't seen Star Wars, you still know you about know it. You know what it is. Yeah,
0: because it's at least some of them are good.
1: Yeah, you know? like, and it's and it's so integrated into our mm-hmm. society that unless you are quite literally living on an island by yourself mm-hmm. since birth, you've heard about it. Yeah. Right, you've seen the merch and and the toys and whatever in stores. Mm-hmm. You cannot escape it. No, um, and so yeah, and and yeah, I you know, <clears throat> I'm with you. I don't like Star Wars just because it's popular. I like it because it you know it's good. Because it slaps. It's yeah, it genuinely slaps. They, I was there. There have been people, and <sighs> this is something I hate. Mm-hmm. if some, if there's a popular piece of media that I have not seen yet mm-hmm. but somebody keeps bugging me about it yeah. they're like you have to watch this and you have to like it mm-hmm. I tell them no I don't Yeah, <laughs> there are so many TV shows and movies that I yeah. have not watched because somebody tried to get me to watch it mm-hmm. and was like if you don't like it you're a bad person Yeah, no I'm not Yeah. <laughs> I'm and, that way. Yeah. And and so I and it's not that I don't like the thing. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't want to watch it. Yeah. Because you made it such a big deal. I want to watch stuff that I know I'm going to like mm-hmm. or that maybe I won't like but because I just I thought it was interesting. Yeah. That's how I that's how I watched uh I think both um The Witcher and uh, the Umbrella Academy mm-hmm. I heard about it and I was like oh that seems like a pretty cool premise I watched it enjoyed it greatly yeah right if somebody had come to me and be like oh you have to watch these because they're amazing they're super popular and you have to like them I would have been like no <laughs> I, and then I would yeah. never would have watched them so and that's why I watch so many of the stuff you recommend mm-hmm. is because you don't pressure it. you're like hey you should check this out mm-hmm. and and then I'm like okay and then i get to it and i'm like oh yeah that was actually pretty fucking good yeah <laughs> right and so and i i enjoy it much more if i do it on my own terms yeah so yeah.
0: anyway we're, we have been, we we've flown so far off <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah this is all to say this movie was good mm-hmm. because because it wasn't this like high value production thing mm-hmm. it was a goofy fun exciting movie that we said earlier at first i was like all right this is this is over the top yeah and by the end i was a little on the edge of my seat like oh my god like this is good yeah and we're
0: uh, we've we've just we've just hit the tip of the iceberg my friend oh i'm ready it's way wackier i'm so ready (laughs) i i'm really excited because like a lot of this stuff like My wife will sometimes catch me like watching one of these, catch me, like, like, you know, walk in and, and while I'm watching something like this and she's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. But I very rarely get the chance to like have like a captive audience of like one of these kinds of things. That's just like one of those moments where you're like, I got to show someone this. (laughs) Like,
1: yeah, I can't be the only one. (laughs) Yeah.
0: There's some nutso like kung fu movies with like crazy ass like fights in them that I'm excited to show you. I'm so ready. There's one, I don't want to spoil the ending. There's this movie called The Eight Diagram Pole Fighter (laughs) which is a fun title already. Yeah. Um, Also has Gordon Liu who's the the lead in this and it has the most insanely violent (laughs) finale that I think I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Like it's this relatively like bloodless mm-hmm. kung fu movie that starts off very normally mm-hmm. and then for some reason in the last 10 minutes the director was like I'm gonna just get all of this out of my system yeah and it's just insanely violent
1: <laughs> that's when his wife divorced him yeah yeah
0: it's I can't wait to watch that because there's gonna be a moment where you go what the fuck <laughs> yeah oh the dog is, his, is yeah. he's dreaming Yeah. Oh, he stretched. He did. That's a good boy.
1: He is a good boy.
0: That was some (laughs) violent padding. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, anything else you want to say about the movie?
1: Um, I'm I'm trying to think about. I think I think I touched on everything that I wanted to touch on. Okay. Um, it like just overall, overall I had a great time. It was it was great. Uh, it made my brain short circuit. That's good. Um, If only for the plot being what it was. (laughs) Uh, But the acting... I wish I could have watched it in the original Chinese. Yeah. That would have been really nice. But... Pushing the dub aside... Because I think that was its greatest flaw. (laughs) The acting was surprisingly really good. Yes. Um, And... And when I looked it up and saw that it was from the 1980s, mm-hmm. I expected a certain type of acting. Yeah. Um, Because as we've established before, I love Star Trek, the original series, and they mm. came out in the 60s. Yeah. Right? And so there's a very specific type of acting that people mm-hmm. were doing back then. Uh, and very specific type of choreography. Um, mm-hmm. My favorite being the uh, clasping your hands yes. together overhand. Let's run it over
0: punch. Yeah. Yes. That,
1: oh man.
0: Like right in the center of the back. Yep. Oh, it's <laughs> so
1: good. Um, and so, you know, going into this, I wasn't too surprised by the acting. Um, yeah. And I thought for, for that time period, really well done. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah. And just, I, I, I really want to emphasize again, this, this like respect for women, mm-hmm. especially during this time. I thought I I was not expecting that. Yeah. When that whole situation went down, I was genuinely surprised. Yeah. Because I was like, it, it, they started talking about it, and I went, oh, I know exactly what line is coming up next. Mm-hmm. He's gonna you know be like oh i can do that i'm a man
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he didn't and i was like oh well that's quite refreshing yeah um and and it was a beautiful art like martial art form mm-hmm. uh and even though the choreography itself looked choreographed yeah it was fun yeah it was really cool mm-hmm. um And I think it was heightened and I know I kind of shit on it, but the flying around and just the over the top, like it, Oh, that's what I wanted to say. I'm glad I remembered. It almost was like a dance. Yes. It was very fluid and, and, and just dance. And I, and I love dance. Um, I've lit and designed a lot of lights for dance and I've watched a -hmm. lot of dance and I just have a great respect for it. And this was so cool to watch. Yeah. Uh, because normally, when we, you know, when you watch a kung fu movie, the 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 fighting isn't it's it's fighting. Right. This was dancing.
0: Yeah. It is, I mean, it is. I don't Want to know how nerdy I want to get on this? But
1: go for it. This is
0: pre. So there, there's kind of like. There's, there's like, these big names in kung fu, especially in, like, Hong Kong kung fu that, like, people see stuff as, like, being before and after them mm-hmm. and, like, you know. Um, but this is not an era that is sometimes derisively known as, like, chop sake, where it's, Ooh. like, which is, like, bleh, gross, <laughs> gross, <laughs> gross racist word. Don't like it. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> the idea being, like, it's very, like, hoo, hoo,
1: hoo, hoo. Yeah. you know, like, yeah.
0: Um, and I, but like you said, like, it's almost like a dance, right? Where it's like, and it's not until people like Jackie Chan and Sammo Hung, who's like a, this very famous Hong Kong director where they kind of focus more on impact and like, um, you know, more realistic martial arts fighting Mm -hmm. that you get like kind of the more modern stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but with this, like you said, it, kind of comes from like opera and, um uh like play acting where it's like it's not so much that they're actually trying to look like they're fighting. You know what I mean? Right. It's it's like it's like a dance. It's like yeah. you know it's bodies through through space.
1: Yes. And and which which just makes my theater brain go burr mm-hmm. because <laughs> uh because you know on a stage yeah you can't have these like really fine-tuned minute movements, right. you gotta really ham it up for those mm-hmm. guys in the nosebleeds. Yeah. Right? Because they can't see shit. Mm-hmm. Right? And so when you have fight choreography in theater and I've and I've watched fight choreographers like walk um for both plays and dance because mm-hmm. um oh shit. I think it was Black Swan or something. Um Where they, you know, when the, the choreographer was like, okay, so you are punching this person, but in the style of say like dance, Mm -hmm. you're doing it and you're also doing this dance move and you have to really like follow through and sell it because everybody has to see it Mm -hmm. because if not everybody's seeing it, those people that aren't are not having right. fun. They're not enjoying the and they're not getting out of this piece what they should be. Yeah. Um and so this this like and don't get me wrong, like seeing those really intricate like fight scenes on like mm-hmm. John Wick and all that. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Really really cool. Mm-hmm. But there's just something about this like mm-hmm. hammed up like dance like choreography that's also fighting. Mm-hmm that just is so it gets good you, man. it's so good that's why
0: yeah i i don't know <coughs> i got a lot of love for it so it's like yeah. hard for me to like see past my own nose but yeah um i totally forgot what i was gonna say i agree with you i, yeah. I love it i love it it's all. great um do you mind if i introduce a new segment the let's, show? let's do it i'm gonna call this santi's unused notes okay um, <laughs> so these are notes that i took that uh, didn't come up, so I'm just going to bring them up now. Let's do it. Um, so the first note I wrote is uh, so dusty because this movie's yeah. real dusty. Oh yeah, uh, lots of dirt. A lot of people getting dirt kicked in their face and stuff. Yeah, but...
1: there's there's one shot <laughs> where the they were hiding out, and uh, I think the the sister was like training the main guy, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a shot completely clean. Yeah. They fight a little bit, he falls on the ground, he gets up covered in, covered dirt, in dirt, and yeah. I swear to God, they cut, and then they went, dirt, some guy came out, just threw a bunch of dirt on him, and they went, and roll. Yeah, and roll, no dirt. Uh, yeah, no dirt, and that was it, right? And I was like, that, No. first of all, no way he would have gotten that much dirt from just falling to, yeah. like, his side, because there was, like, dirt on the other side of him. Yeah. So, yeah, very dusty. Okay,
0: uh, let's see. what uh, The next one. Uh, I said great, uh, phenomenal shot composition. I really liked a lot of the framing. Oh, yeah. Um, I think there's some great shots of, like, uh, a character in the center of the frame, and then he's, yes. like, lined with, like, oh. guys in yellow. Yeah. And, like, I just think that the shot composition was really nice.
1: Real quick. Yes. <laughs> the White Lotus, like, showed up to the Shaolin Temple, and they, like, yes. removed their things. Bit a look like paper. Yes, with a I, dra- hand I drawn. Known about that. Yes. Um, <laughs> I laughed out loud when that, that happened. That's very good. It was yes. so funny.
0: Um, let's see, what's what some of my other notes? I said, dude, always be meditating. Oh yeah, he's meditating he, a lot in this movie.
1: He, he really do be. Um, <laughs>
0: I wrote those wigs are terrible. There's some really bad <laughs> wigs in this movie. Yeah, uh,
1: the hair, the hairstyles. There were some good hairstyles. And then there were some, some really real whack ones, not yeah. great ones. There's
0: the ones I'm talking about specifically. It's like when they all the prisoners get released, you're yeah. like walking <laughs> through, you can just see their regular yeah. hair underneath yeah. their wig. Their wig, yeah, it's, it's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wrote uh, this is a great little joke that I wrote. I wrote crane style, more like cane style, because <laughs> he had a cane. He had and a cane he was swinging around. Yeah. Um, I wrote that guy was swinging at nothing. Um, there's a couple of scenes where. <laughs> This, and this is in a lot of these movies. If you watch like the background actors, uh-huh. especially when there's like a big fight scene, there's guys who just like don't have anything to do, so they're <laughs> yeah, just they're, swinging at nothing.
1: Yeah, or like um, they're, they're they're like posing a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was great.
0: Uh, I wrote. Uh, good thing we brought our outfits, and that's what you were talking about. Oh. Where they show up and they're like we're pretending to help and then they're like
1: surprise yeah we're
0: the, with the white lotus and he just has this like paper Ooh. emblem on his chest yeah, with
1: a hand-drawn lotus on it i loved that it was so good um
0: i wrote i hate this guy and that was because i hate that grease, that greasy awful guy oh yeah um
1: <laughs> i wrote the
0: note uh, that house would cost like four hundred thousand dollars today uh, Yeah, because that's a that's a pretty they're living in a nice pad man. yeah
1: they really are
0: um I wrote, dude needs to wash his weird head.
1: Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Poor guy.
0: I wrote, Johnny Chang's... uh, I meant Johnny Wang. Johnny Wang's mustache is the main character. Yes. Um, Absolutely. mustache. We talked about that. Wonderful. Oh, I wrote, he just killed his own dude there's that moment where they're fighting uh-huh. and he accidentally does his like 100 point oh. palm on that random guy yeah it's like <laughs> and uh, yeah he, like, throws up blood
1: yeah um, that was that was pretty good i love that yeah uh
0: i wrote i'd cry if i saw that guy too um which again was because of oh, the, yeah. the ugly gross guy yeah um <laughs> because there's a, there's a great joke where like gordon Lou's character is like taking care of the baby uh, yeah and he's like he's like the other guy's like, "Hey, why don't you shut that baby up?" And he's like, "He was fine until he saw you." Oh, <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah, I'd cry yeah. if I saw that guy too. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wrote your punch is premature. We've all been there, pal.
1: Yeah, it so, happens to everybody. It happens
0: to everybody. Um, <laughs> I wrote that music slaps because the the music oh, where he's yeah. like like infiltrating the fortress. It's yes. like bam, yeah. like it's yeah. just very That's pretty good. Um, I wrote kung Shu because there's, oh, yeah. there's a moment where he goes to punch him and he yeah. the guy, like, k- kicks, kicks his shoe, shoe up and yeah. he punches the shoe. Yeah. Uh, I wrote, oh. uh, about to un- acupuncture this dude back to health. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, and then I wrote the question, you're really going to ask him a question after you punch him in the throat so hard he bleeds? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like when a waiter walks up as you're, like, mid- deep throating whatever yeah and they're like how's the food and you're like Ugh. yeah <laughs> uh and then who needs a soundboard when you got me yeah
0: i think i think those were all my notes so that's been Inc- santi's
1: notes incredible
0: uh well i just short-circuited um <laughs> you're good so yeah out of 10 uh, okay the famous Grayson out of 10 what do you rate it Ooh. You can be brutal. It's okay. Yeah.
1: I'm not gonna be the um I'm gonna we be don't honest. always have to agree. Yeah, yeah yeah. I so like I said, the one big downfall I think was the dub. And yes. I think that I, I had a really hard time getting past that. Mm-hmm. Only only because the dub didn't match up with what the mouth was doing yes. and it yeah. just ugh. Um I and I have to remember this is a product of its time. Mm-hmm. Uh
0: You could still rate it accordingly though, it's fine. Yeah.
1: I'm not, I'm going to say a solid 6.8. Okay. I'm going to say 6.8. Um will just, just because I haven't watched a lot of like these type of movies mm-hmm. and I'm still trying to get used to them. And it's, it's, I'm going to be honest, it's a little tricky for me. It's very jarring. I have yeah. a great time. Uh-huh. I do, I really, really do. Um, but I just I, I sometimes have a hard time following. Yeah. And and whatnot. So no, but six point eight. I think I think that seems fair. I
0: think that is fair considering I <laughs> threw you in the deep end. <laughs>
1: yeah. Because I really
0: I could have started you off with something much simpler, but well, I chose fine. to really just throw you in the wacky end. <laughs> yeah, That's um, fine. For me, I'm gonna say oh, this is hard. Yeah. I think as a movie I'm with you. Like, yeah, you know, it's a solid six out of ten, seven yeah. out of 10. Like, it's yeah. not great. It's not going to catch everyone. There's You're moments right. that drag. Like, yeah. You know, the dialogue's not great. I mean, yeah. that's product of the dubbing, but yeah, Um, you know, it's just, it is what it is. It's a product of its yeah. time. As a Kung Fu fan, <laughs> my scale is completely different. Yo, like, yeah. For me, this is like an eight out of 10. Oh, like, wow. Okay. It's really a good example of like, this kind of movie like at this point in time
1: gotcha there are
0: some that are like for me like 10 out of 10 10? yeah but yeah i think for me it's like it's like a whatever on that scale and then it's like an eight on on my own personal
1: kung fu kung fu scale (laughs) kung fu sale um
0: but yeah so that's the movie there it is uh if you enjoyed hearing us listen to or wait Wait,
1: hold on hold on
0: (laughs) (laughs) rewind (laughs) rewind (laughs) If you enjoyed listening to us discuss this movie, um, you could leave us a nice review. Yeah, You could uh, rate and review us. Those yep. really help out the show. It yep. helps us get up in the charts. We're still relatively new. So yeah. anything you can do can help out the show.
1: Yep. Share with your friends and family. Yeah. Or just a stranger.
0: Or just a stranger. It's the new year. Make it new is. friends. Yeah. Um, approach them with an earpod. Yeah. Air Be Pod. like, hey, check this out. Yeah. I just blasted on your Bluetooth speaker at the gym.
1: Yeah, there you go. That
0: won't get you beat up, I nope. promise. Or um, kicked out. Or kicked out. <laughs> uh, if you have a question for the show or if you have a movie you'd like to recommend us, you can email us at vivalaaction at gmail.com. Um, if you would like to contact the show on our social media, we are at Viva La on Instagram and Facebook. And on Twitter, we are at actionviva. Um, we could really use some followers on the Instagram. I think we only have like four <laughs>
1: and one of them is me. One of them is Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat>
0: Instagram doing pretty good. Oh yeah. Like almost a hundred followers, I think. Oh, right on. Or like halfway. We're like 58, something
1: like that. Okay. That's um, not bad. yeah,
0: I think that's everything. You got anything else you want to say? Uh,
1: nope. Uh, make smart decisions this new year. Yeah. Um, and, uh, party on.
0: Yep. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Adios. Oh, I forgot to hit stop again.